0: IFM FM, 101.9 MHz of life.
1: Peter Lindenberg's name is synonymous with water sport and motorsport. Indeed, he has become a household name in this regard. His multiple achievements include 23 national championships and receiving springback colors 39 times. His daughter Paige has followed in his footsteps and also participates in the sport, not generally associated with either Jews or women. I'm delighted to have them both as my guests now to tell me more. Peter and Paige, welcome and thanks so much for joining me.
2: Thanks for having us.
0: It'll be good.
1: Peter, let's start with you. How did you get into water sports?
0: So it basically started, we were on a holiday when I was a kid and uh, we were in a caravan park in Plettenberg Bay and another family pitched a tent next to us. They couldn't pitch the tent so we helped them, my brother and I, and they had a boat and they took us skiing. And that's, that's what got the thing going.
1: Is it the thrill of the, the, the danger of the sport that attracts you to it?
0: Definitely not the case in water skiing in the beginning. Uh, because initially it was just social water skiing. And I don't think even when I got into serious competition in water skiing was it the, the danger that was that I had realized that I could do it well and having gone to the first tournament I ever went to and come second, I was like, hang on a minute, I I can win this kind of stuff. So it was more the the challenge of of winning. But I think most people who enjoy the challenge of winning have a problem with facing the fear of failure. So it's I think they linked.
1: So, so, so a fear of failure. What does that mean for you? Well, Not coming come, first. Don't want to come second. <laughs> so every single race you go into, it's highly competitive. Second for you would be a failure. Uh,
0: look, I, I would say that that generally is the case. But you don't win, which is something that I learned a lot later in my life. You don't necessarily win championships by having to win every single race you sometimes it's about winning the race, but sometimes it's about you know the the long game I want to win a championship, and you scores many points, and maybe on that particular weekend it just wasn't your weekend, and you'll settle for a third place, but it helps you go to, you know towards to the to championship but there's always the plan in the back of your head to win the championship, but the more you can win the more races you win or more events you win like in water skiing, it just helps you towards winning the championship.
1: You you started off with a love for the water. Is that correct?
0: Yeah. Still suffer from disease.
1: (laughs) And and then only after that it became competitive. And then it was, I imagine, in your blood.
0: Well, I I actually it was in my blood from when I was a kid. So from when I was a little boy that I can remember, like five years old, six years old, I liked cars and my dad took my brother and I to a car race. And when I saw standing through and looking through a fence, seeing it, I always thought, geez, I'd like to do this. But, I mean, the opportunity never came for another 20-odd years. Um, but, I mean, back of my mind, I always wanted to be a racing driver. I, I never, ever thought I'd be a Formula One powerboat driver and driving in the World Championship. That just was never in my mind.
1: How did you transition?
0: It basically came because of my water skiing. So I was really... I was top of the pile in water skiing and uh, one of the uh, outboard engine importers came to me one day and just said to me, listen we see now you can ski we see how you can read the water you're going to be a good boat driver, I want to put you in a boat, try you, see what it's like that's how it started and I was it didn't take long and I was winning
1: And from water to land?
0: I always wanted to do it as I said earlier I always wanted to be car racing driver from when I was probably five years old. So the that came about almost as a result of being successful in powerboat racing. I had been invited to do different celebrity stuff, whatever, whatever, and I was on a celebrity event, and I met a guy called Tony Leono, who was the number one driver for BMW in South Africa, and he just said to me, he said, man, you can drive a car, you've got to come racing, and that's how it started.
1: Do you
0: have a preference? It's impossible to say because I was at a completely different age and time of my life with the water scheme. And then with the powerboat racing, the dynamics are so different and the talent is very different in driving a Formula One boat as a, on water as opposed to driving a car on land. So I, I would say, no, I don't really have a preference. Um, and I think also there's a difference in your age. You are, you cannot drive a Formula One boat competitively when you get older. Not a chance.
1: Okay, right. So, Paige, let's bring you in over here. I mean, you have watched your dad obviously perform. What attracted you to motor racing?
2: Uh, to be honest, I don't even remember what it was. I was five when I got into a boat for the first time. Um, we were watching the kids practice at our house at the vol. My dad was training them and he let us try the boats out. I was five. My sister was six. And for some reason the bug bit me and didn't bite my sisters. Um, and yeah, I started racing when I was seven. So it just became, wow, yeah, part of my life.
1: It bit you. It didn't bite your sisters. Do you think it was just some, like, I don't know, do you think it's genetic? Do you think it's uh, cult? Uh, I don't know. Nurture uh, versus nature, let's put it that way
2: Yeah, I don't know I think my sisters are both very interested in racing And cars and boats And they love the adrenaline and the industry Um It could be middle child syndrome <laughs> I don't know I think I was the wildest one out of the three If I'm not mistaken, I've heard the stories Um So I don't know if it was my personality Or, yeah, I, I honestly don't know I'd love to know
1: And the adrenaline, you, do you also get this Every time you race, do you get an adrenaline thing?
2: Yeah, absolutely. I mean, I don't think you can do the sport without the adrenaline thrill. Um, and I definitely do think the adrenaline is it's an addictive, you know, type of hormone. And I do think it keeps you there. But I think you've also got to have a passion and a love for the industry and cars and you know all things fast um and i've always been quite a daredevil. so i think that that does come into play with my personality
1: so maybe it's a bit
2: of genetics
1: as well (laughs) And, and being a woman a woman in the sport has that had its challenges
2: yeah it's definitely had challenges um at a young age, my dad taught me to, like, if this is something I want to do, I need to learn to stand my ground because unfortunately guys and egos can get the better of them. And there have been a few incidents where I've been knocked off the track on a street because I've passed a guy. Um, and yeah, there has been you some mean unfair.
1: Like illegally or professionally yeah. or whatever you would call it in your game.
2: Yeah. Purposely knocked purposely. off the track just, yeah, because you are passing them as a woman. So I've had my fair share of issues. Um, but I think that I've gotten to a point now in my career where I've built a really good name for myself and I've got majority good relationships with everyone um, in the industry and for the last I would say two three years it's actually been very hassle free Um, but it has taken a lot to get where I am and I've also had to have quite a hard persona when it comes to being at the track I can't just be you know nice and friendly to everyone all the time which is something I had to learn the hard way Um about and you know, my dad just said to me, If this is something you want to do, you need to learn to stand up for yourself and hold your own because you're gonna have challenges and that's just the way it is unfortunately.
1: So you say the bug bit when you were five years old. How long have you been racing?
2: Thirty one now <laughs> So, so it's been a while, yeah. Since then, so, yeah. Well, I, I had about an eighteen-month 2 year break when my dad had his very bad power boating accident in two thousand and two. He was declared dead, um, and he stopped racing power boats then, and he forced me to stop because he said power boating was just too dangerous. When you have an accident, you drown, um, and back then there was no support. Now they have oxygen in the cockpits. Um, I mean, he was racing cars at the time, and I had the opportunity to move to cars but he forced me to take a break for two years to be a girl so I had to do dancing and the girls <laughs> parties on weekends and shopping and all those wonderful things until I think he got so over my nagging that he eventually allowed me back
1: <laughs> at least you tried
2: had it yeah it was it was cool but racing it was always you. yeah it yeah. was always a huge part of my life
1: I mean it's so interesting that you say girl things and then you also <laughs> have to had to learn to be aggressive or not be friendly. Which is such an interesting statement. Um, and, and I imagine, and I could be wrong, and please correct me if I am, yeah. that motor racings are particularly adrenaline-driven, testosterone-driven. It's like the male list of male kinds of environment
2: yeah to an extent absolutely i mean it depends what environment you're in and the types of people there are some amazing people and we've got really great friends you know surrounding us in the automotive industry but um yeah it's unfortunate that you you have to have a bit of a harder personality on certain weekends and sometimes it comes across the wrong way you know and people always have an opinion but yeah i think does it hurt you no, I I know who I am and the people close enough to me know who I am and they know the, the real me. And it's only really an incidence where I need to really stand my ground that I have. But I've never really been involved in much politics and issues and I just keep to myself and keep my name clean, Um, you know, along with our team. And I think we've done a really great job at building a great brand and building the team to what it is today. So we haven't had major issues, but you've just got to learn to – to have a backbone and be a little bit harsher sometimes.
1: Are you the only woman that you know that's doing it?
2: No, but there are not a lot of us. I don't even think I can fold two hands, really, of women in South Africa um, in the motorsport industry. And then there's a few bikers as well. But very few. Oh, no, definitely. I think I'm the only one, hey? Yeah, I think I'm the only one. Wow.
1: So y- you mentioned your dad nearly drowning. I think uh, how many times have you had near-death experiences, Peter?
0: Uh, so I was taken out the water dead twice. Yes. Uh, in Malaysia in nineteen ninety ninety one, And then 2002 in Sildana Bay. And then I've had, uh, I was in a car that caught fire, inside the race car exploded, and I was caught in the fire. Um so, I've had a few.
1: And how do you come back from that? Does it? <laughs> well, firstly, what is it like? Do you yes. actually see your life passing no. before you? No, Absolutely, What do you yeah. see? No, it's you
0: don't just see like anything. Blank. It's <laughs> just dead. It's just blank. There's just blank. nothing. I mean, I don't recall anything. Well, you, yeah.
2: He was knocked unconscious both yeah, times both, both. Before, oh, he before he drowned. Yeah.
0: Yeah. yeah. So, I don't, I don't recall it. Only the the, the, the first thing I recall is starting to recover in a hospital, waking up in a hospital both times the fire was different the fire I was awake right through the whole thing
1: it must have been beyond horrific
0: yeah the, th- the thing is, is it's scary but you don't think about it it's, you think about survival yeah you don't think about the danger you think about how do I get out of here yeah
1: so did it uh, any of those three occasions impact in your life was it life changing no
0: I wouldn't say that. I'd say that the the, the second boat accident, because I was already late 40s and and still winning, I was like, you know what, I've got nothing to prove. So if I go and win one more race, is it going to make any difference? Is it going to make a difference on my CV? No. If I race once more for South Africa, is it going to make a difference? No. I need to see my girls grow up. And that that was my main thing. That's why I pulled the plug. I actually went and did the next race just to prove to myself you could that it. I could do it. And I did it in a highly uncompetitive boat because mine was trashed. And I went out for qualifying, and I qualified on pole position. And I was like, what are you doing? Forget it. If you can do that in an uncompetitive boat, you've got nothing to prove. Wow. And I never even did the race the next day.
1: And after the fire? Because that must have been it. a completely different experience.
0: Yeah, uh, the the fire was horrible, but I, and I was in hospital for a while, had, I think, two operations, um, plastic surgery to my face, my nose, whatever. And But I, I got back in the race car uh, as soon as I could, literally the next race. I never missed a race.
1: Oh. Paige, I'm sure for you as a daughter, they were more maybe horrific for you than they were for your dad.
2: Yeah, I mean, I remember the accident. I was in grade 4. I was 10 at the time and back then it was just newspapers and TV and we went back to school while he was in a coma in hospital and all the kids thought he, would, he was dead. You know, they were coming to us to say, oh, your dad died on the weekend because there's just highlights all over the, the news and the newspapers and um yeah, but I think as a family to help him recover through it and those were like three of many. He's broken every bone in his body and crushed both ankles at the same time and been in a wheelchair and yeah and i think it's just testament to where we are today as a family we've been through a lot and we've all been made to pull it together and yeah come out on top
1: so testament to a family you you've taken on your dad's sport you've seen him injured does this not scare you
2: <laughs> to, to an extent <laughs> yes but I mean, no, like, it's part of my everyday life. I don't ever get into a car fearing what's gonna happen. Um, I get into when I've learned from him. I get into my best and to learn as much as I can and enjoy it. And I love every minute of being behind the wheel. Um, so no, I never, I never get in a car or go into a race weekend fearing, you know, what could happen. It is, there's definitely an if you, element of danger, but...
0: That's simple. If you're scared, don't go racing because you're never gonna win. Yeah. That, that, that's the bottom line so If you're scared, scared you will down. never win So,
1: so there they can't be even that little bit no. of fear does, Peter does anything scare you?
0: Mm. <laughs> yeah, I, I guess at this point in my life Yes because I'm much older So you, you're vulnerable to all sorts of things Or you're more vulnerable to all sorts of things When you get older But if you said to me like When I was doing the sport that I was doing Even with all the accidents And whatever, fires, everything, did I ever think I'm scared I've got to stop or I'm scared I don't want to go into this race, not a chance. And even if I had a 1% doubt in my mind the one thing I did which I have hopefully taught Paige to do is never let your competitor know. Yeah. You just walk around there like this is a bugger all, I'm going to win the race anyhow, that's it, boof. And if you can do that psychology, that's it.
1: I mean, like, in, in, not only in terms of the sport, but are you scared of snakes? No. Is there sp- spiders? <laughs> is there? No.
0: No. no. I mean, I, I, I guess if I driving in load if shedding I, at what, night, if I you woke know. Up in the morning, and there was a snake next to my bed, I'd be scared. But I mean, no. He
2: always finds a way around anything. anything. Like he could be in the worst possible situation, and he'll still see the lights and find a way to get out of it. Like nothing stops him, fears him. It's,
1: so, so I'm guessing here. Yeah. But, you know, you say you've taught your daughter not to feel or not to show it. Um, you've been through a lot as a family. Didn't,
0: it didn't work on the spider.
1: <laughs> you scared of spiders? I don't
2: love them. <laughs>
1: the person like my heart goes out to is actually your mum, Paige, who probably takes on all the fears that you guys don't have. And now she's got it with you as well you know she must have been nervous every single time your dad competed
2: yeah look I think when she met my dad she knew what <laughs> she was getting into but she claims she's never nervous but we've heard the nails go into people's arms and the pit wall of them so <laughs> I don't know we're not there to witness it we're behind the wheel but she's amazing so
1: I think I have very little time left which makes me quite sad but I just want to go into um, the, the actual racing what does it involve Paige?
2: Um, So race weekend, for example, we're busy setting up today and tomorrow. We're racing this weekend, so we practice on a Friday race, on a Saturday, qualify on a Saturday for the races. Uh, we have between six and eight races in a championship in the year around the country. And then I think from a physical point of view, just to stay fit and healthy because, you know, it's not exactly the easiest thing to be behind the wheel. So it's physical um, and mental. Yeah, and mentally, you've got to just... Be 100% prepared to do, you know, whatever it takes to stay on top and push yourself to the limits and learn and yeah. So there, there's a lot that goes into it. I mean, yeah, we could probably talk for hours.
1: Yeah, I, because you don't actually think of all the training that uh, you, you. So you're telling me that you don't get into a car, mm. <laughs> put your foot down on the pedal, and drive. no, no. So I've <laughs> set people up, and
2: the most fascinating thing to do is watch it in in-car footage of a GoPro to see how much a driver actually does while racing, especially in older cars, so that you have a gear stick still and a clutch, and it's not all electronic, which is what we're doing this weekend. You don't realize how much your body moves inside the car, but it's second nature to us, so it just happens, you know?
1: So I think I'll have to have you guys back, just go into the <laughs> technicals of what is required to race a car. Um, Peter, you've written a book. Yep.
0: Thanks Tell me to about Paige. your book. Under pressure from Page.
1: Under pressure, good, good for you, (laughs) (laughs) Page.
0: So uh, it took a long time because of COVID interfering. Took four years to finish the book, but it was published uh, end of last year, end of twenty twenty two. It's called Flat Out and Fearless. Kind of, you worked that out, I guess, already. Uh, Yeah, and it's it's out there. It's doing pretty well.
1: Okay. Well, then all I have to do is to say thanks so much for coming in, and. I would love to have you both back. Um, Perhaps when there's the next big event or you've just won something major, we can come back and just go into the techniques of it. Yeah, absolutely. Anytime.
2: Thank you for having
1: us. Thank you. That was Paige and Peter Lindenberg talking about their favorite sport.